For those who don't know me or are new to this podcast, I'm the co-founder of a plant-based portable coffee creamer called Unicreamer. I started with my sister, Elise, and we have been through everything from financing to a Kickstarter campaign, finding the right manufacturer, an accelerator, and even filming for Shark Tank. Not airing, but filming. And I'm here to basically help you avoid mistakes and answer questions that you just don't know when you're starting out. I want this to be a no BS podcast. I'm not going to spend five minutes selling you something, but if I get a little sassy in the future, you never know. This podcast is also sponsored by the Asa Collective, the fastest growing women's podcast network with the goal of helping ambitious women monetize. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hi, guys. So today I have Anna Marie VT Welch, who's the president of the VT company. She is a third generation family owned um, business. They actually started their insurance company in 1938. So when it comes to insurance, I think she's the guru. They know everything about insurance. They've seen it all. And the reason why for Unicreamer we use Anna is because she came and spoke at the accelerator that we were in in 1871. She was super knowledgeable. She came in with this presentation, which typically with any presentations, I get super bored. And especially when it comes to something like insurance, like who wants to sit there and listen to an insurance presentation? But she delivered such valuable information that you wouldn't ever think about when you're starting a business, especially a CPG business, um, that I think our class had like 30 to 45 minutes worth of questions. And I know it's the one thing that no one actually wants to deal with, but you absolutely have to deal with. And I I forgot to mention this. You guys were actually re-recording because the first time it wasn't recording, we caught it early. But one thing um, I found really interesting is that um, there's a few things when an issue happens with your company that you should consult with your lawyer. And there's a few things that you need to consult with your insurance company and knowing the difference can really make or break your company. So, and I'm really excited to have you on today. Um, if you can give a little bit of a background of to, you know, as to how you started and why you've chosen to work with, you know, emerging brands and companies. Yeah. Thank you again for having me on your show. Um, Sure. So, again, we are um, a full-service insurance agency, and we insure large companies as well as small companies and then individuals. So, uh, a few years ago, I started helping at 1871 and um, noticed that a lot of people were not getting called back. I would keep hearing when I was working with startups or educating them that, no one calls us back. Nobody can insure us because we're startups. So I do have many companies that I represent that will work with startups and do understand them. So I started a startup division in my office. Um, and that's how um, I created that. That's really awesome. Okay. So let's just kind of jump into it. When mm-hmm. someone is thinking about opening up a business or they just started running a business, um, when it comes to insurance, what do you need when you start? And my listeners are mostly um, consumer packaged goods or e-commerce product companies. Um, so if you could kind of, you know, what would you, how do you start and what do you actually need? Well, first of all, um, I would suggest getting an insurance agent that understands that type of business 
really when you are calling, I know a lot of people like to procrastinate on calling and getting insurance or even learning about what you need is because they don't know what to ask and you should not have to worry about that. Um, your agent should be asking you the questions and also helping you formulate questions while you're um, you know, speaking to them, whether it's on the phone or in person. Um, really, the first thing you want to think about is really, I'm going to say, it, general liability. And that is going to cover you and help you. Uh, they also give you an attorney if you do get sued. But that is one of the ones that you need because of the um, products and completed operations coverage. So let's say somebody says they get sick or gets hurt from your um, product you're going to need general liability insurance. Okay. So general liability insurance, can you dive into that? Like what, you know, is that just, I opened up a business that everyone needs general liability insurance? Yes, they do. But particularly, like I said, um, you as a startup or, you know, a package company, a food package company, or even the food industry, that part of the general liability is, again, for the products and completed operations. And there is a limit. You should really have a million dollars. I will tell you that if you are signing contracts, and a tip I like to give everybody is do not sign a contract until you show your insurance agent the insurance requirements, because there could be a lot of coverage that they want And you can negotiate that down usually. And one of the things they're going to ask is general liability insurance for a million dollars at least. So when it comes to like, when you're talking about contracts, um, that comes or that means, you know, the co-packer that you're working with, the manufacturer you're working with, the packaging company, all of these. Okay. Yes. And there might be other wording in there also. So that's why your agent should be asking you if you have any contracts with anybody and they need to look them over with you. Now, we're not attorneys, but again, we can help. And then if we don't understand what it's saying or, you know, the client doesn't, then we can go back to your attorney and have them um, or the co-packer and ask them to please um, explain a little bit more detail. Because if there's a claim or a loss, the insurance company is going to look at the contract first and see who's responsible for what. And that's another thing that I hear a lot of, you know, the startups, their co-packers or their manufacturers that they're using do not have a contract. I probably would not work with that type of manufacturer or anybody that does not have a contract that's helping you. Right. I mean, I think a lot of these places, um, if, especially if they don't give you a contract right off the bat, um, it could mm-hmm. be just because they're trying to close business um, and they're just mm-hmm. being lazy. But obviously, I totally agree with Anna. You, should, you shouldn't work with a co-packer that doesn't have any formal contract. But if they don't mm-hmm. give you one, make sure that like, that's one of the first things that you ask for. Um, mm-hmm. So like, when you're first getting that contract, you're, you're saying mm-hmm. to run this by you and then run this by a lawyer. Like, let's kind of talk about the very basics, the difference between Um, when you should be running things across a lawyer and what things you should be Mm -hmm. running across with your insurance agent um, when you're signing any new deals or working with any new, you know, manufacturers or co-packers? Well, I would first get a lawyer, again, that works with startups 
because again, if you don't, then they're going to probably charge you a lot of money and not understand that, you know, you only have so much money and then they should be looking at everything, but you should also have the insurance agent look at the insurance requirements that's in a contract. There is always insurance requirements in a contract, no matter what, no matter what you do, there's always insurance requirements. Right. What are some of the things that you come across? Like, I know that you took a look. We were, we just signed right away with an insurance agent because we knew we needed mm -hmm. some. And, um, you know, in our new stage of business is when we did this, how, how long ago? We did this like a year ago. And mm -hmm. um, then you kind of looked over the contract and you noticed a few things that we needed and we didn't need. Um, can we just talk about those? Because I feel like a lot of people could relate. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things is you want to look at the general liability limit. Um, like I was telling you before, a million dollars or maybe two million is pretty good, but there are some contracts that ask for five million and that's going to cost you a lot of money. And I really feel that in the very beginning, it's unnecessary unless you really um, have a product that's very, very risky. Um, another thing also is a lot of them ask for workman's comp. And if you don't have employees, then you need to tell them, hey, I don't have employees. Can we strike the workman's comp language out of there? Because that's going to cost you at least $1,000 a year or more for workman's yeah. comp. Yeah, um, I didn't even, you know, that was one of the, that was one of the clauses that was in our original insurance contract. And, you know, we had some random interns here and there, but we definitely um, didn't need that whole workman's comp when we, when we signed our original uh, with our original insurance agent. Um, so we wasted, I feel, I feel like we wasted a couple dollars that mm -hmm. year, but, um, are there any other, you know, when you're looking over people's contracts, I know a lot of people mm -hmm. end up going to you. Are there any other things that stand out that you're usually striking off the bat that people are paying for and they don't need to be? Um, not really, but I will tell you that a lot of people get confused. A lot of them ask for hired and non-owned auto coverage. And a lot of people, you know, this could be something also you could strike um, as I'm thinking about it. What that is, is that covers you if you or anyone that's working for you um, gets in a bad or serious accident and the lawyer not only sues you, the person that's driving the car and your auto insurance will cover that, but they're also going to sue the business because they were driving while working for you. And a lot of times if you don't have any autos, excuse me, if you're not using an auto for your business at that time, you can strike that hired and non-owned auto coverage too. Cause I know that's in there quite a bit. Got it. Um, yeah. So Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of things if I, you know, if, if I could go back in time, I would just make sure to kind of note these down. Just because you, like Anna saying, you don't need a lot of these things at first, some might, but some might not. Um, and you really need to be careful about, you know, how you're spending your money when you're first starting out. So I think these things are, you know, these are things that we wish we knew when we first started Unicreamer. Um, mm -hmm. So Let's also dive into the e-commerce side. I know that mm -hmm. if you do sell online, 
there mm-hmm. is a separate um, insurance, I believe, clause that you need. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. So what you're going to need is really cyber liability. And a lot of times that general liability policy that we were talking about that might have some content coverage on there, you can sometimes add cyber liability onto that policy. Now, there are there are um, sometimes quite a bit of coverage with cyber liability. So again, you need to find an agent that understands it because you could either be also shortchanged. You know, I'm going to tell you one another tip. When you talk to an agent, make sure they give you bare bones and then options and then you decide because those options don't have to be purchased right then and there. You can always add them later. You know, insurance is not written in stone. So, again, about the cyber liability, it depends on, again, if you are using um, just e-commerce 100%, you're going to want to add business interruption because the thing is, is if that computer is hacked or it goes down and you are not continuing business, you want to make sure you add that business interruption. You know, there's also extortion. Uh, coverage. So there are a lot of coverages you can add, but there might be coverages that you don't need also, but you need to know that. Make sense? That makes sense. Um, okay. Okay. Awesome. Like, it's so funny because with insurance, it just goes, mm-hmm. you know, with insurance and taxes and uh, like, if you're not in school or haven't done these things professionally, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely so interesting. I want you to kind of, if, if you can, um, mm-hmm. take me through an example of how the right kind of insurance can kind of save your ass. So any company that you've worked with, um, and I know you've been working in insurance for so long, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's what you do. Can you give me an example of an insurance company or, uh, you know, of some sort of clause that has really saved a company? Yeah, so um, again, if you're in manufacturing and let's say you have somebody um, you know, transporting your uh, products from the manufacturer to either the, you know, the business or to an end user, a lot of people don't think about who is responsible for your product while it's being transported. So I had a client that didn't want that. And what happened was is the truck turned over on the way to the business that they were transporting their product and they lost about $10,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, another thing also I had somebody lose money is that the manufacturer was also um, packaging it. And so there is a product recall coverage that you can purchase and what happened was is they did not seal and it happened to be baby food they didn't seal the baby food properly so they delivered it to her warehouse and there was nothing in writing also in the contract with the manufacturer who was responsible if something happened like that and they lost forty thousand dollars because they had to throw everything out wow So, yeah, so there's a lot of things that you want to make sure of who is responsible for what in that contract. And that's why you need a good attorney also. 
Right. Um, okay. So let's also dive into this. And I know this is mm -hmm. um, a popular question too. So if you're starting a business, a lot of people um, usually work from home. And then mm -hmm. a lot of people have their own office or a lot of people mm -hmm. also get their own facility. We worked with a few people in our accelerator who actually had their own um, facility where they were making their food. So mm -hmm. for each of these circumstances, what would you suggest? Okay, so if you have a home office, um, you want to make sure that you're not relying on your homeowners, renters, or condo coverage because a lot of times they only want to work or only want to ensure things that are for personal use, not business use. So you can purchase a very inexpensive policy to cover you at your home. You know, a lot of people are using or manufacturing and also make sure that if you are storing products in your home that you let your your agent should be asking you that because you can get coverage for that. I mean, what if your house burns or what if there's water? damage right. and it damages your product you know you can get coverage for that on a policy also interesting okay I yeah and then that. if you are yeah so also if you are at a facility and it's being manufactured there again you've got to find out who's responsible for what you know are they going to make let's say they manufacture something for you like let's say unicreamer your packets and they're sitting there for a day and something happens at the manufacturer plant where you can no longer, it's destroyed your product. Who's responsible for that? You can get coverage for that. Wow. So again, make sure you have an agent who knows what questions to ask and gives you options. And then you decide what you can afford and you need at that time. Right. Well, going into affordability, um, mm -hmm. what can the typical bare bones business. They start a business. There's no office, but they're, you know, they are now incorporated or an LLC. Mm -hmm. um, what's the typical cost? And I know that you can't just give one cost mm -hmm. because everyone has different needs. Um, mm -hmm. and everyone has, you know, different part moving parts with their businesses. Mm -hmm. What's the typical monthly cost of insurance to like a bare bones business? You know, I'm going to say, you know, for, for annual, it's going to be about, I'd say $1,000 a year. Okay. And that's pretty bare bones. It could be less than that also. And all these companies have you pay a down payment and then monthly installments. So never feel like you have to pay in full. Got it. Most of the companies have, you know, install, you know, payment plans. Another question um, mm -hmm. that I've heard people ask if your manufacturer, if you're just working from home, but your manufacturer covers you, they cover mm -hmm. your uh, product that you're selling, um, is mm -hmm. there a reason to get insurance as well for your business? Yes, because your um, entity can be sued no matter what. Right. So, um, you know, think about it. it when any entities are involved, you know, any of businesses are involved with something, everybody should have insurance because you know the attorney is going to sue everyone. And even if it's not your fault, they still can sue you and then you need an attorney which that insurance policy is going to, you know, give you to defend you, 
even if it's, you know, fraud or not, or not your fault. Right. So, I mean, I'd rather pay $1,000 a year than pay an attorney uh, with no coverage at, you know, five to $800 an hour. That's true. Because it is their job to mm-hmm. pick your business apart, <laughs> essentially. Right. right. Your client. Mm-hmm. Got it. When it comes to, you know, working with your insurance agent and your attorney, um, do you mm-hmm. work with specific attorneys? Or I know that you always say, um, find an attorney that's used to working with small businesses. Um, are there mm-hmm. some that you typically always work with? Yes, I have one. She's in River North. Her name's Lemma Korshid. She has a boutique firm. And what that means is she does not charge a lot of money like a big firm might. And yeah. she understands startups. And she's also very passionate, too, about her business. And startups, I will tell you, or any client. So, yes, she's she's wonderful. Got it. All right, cool. I mean, that is, I think, you know, this podcast is just geared towards the basics. Um, I mm-hmm. think this was really, really good thought-out information. I want you to, you know, share with the listeners where they can find you, where they can ask you questions directly. And you guys, mm-hmm. she's so good. Um, she's very dependable. She answers right away. So I know, you know, you know, she's dealt with clients and entrepreneurs who will sometimes take weeks or months to answer, but she and her and her firm are on the ball. They make sure that you are covered right away. Um, so I'd really love for you to share where people can find you um, and where they can ask you questions. Sure. I mean, they can call my office. It's 847-432-1000. And again, my name's Anna Maria. And we also have a website, www.guyvt.com. And again, our name is The VD Companies. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for Mm -hmm. coming on. Um, I'm sure that we'll probably get more questions and maybe um, elaborate on one or two of these topics later on. So I'd love to have you back at some point. Um, But either way, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Okay. Thank you.